0: Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is the Crypto Coach, Blockchain Wayne with another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by CoinSieres Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution. uh, Helping to make cryptocurrency safe, easy and overall process more efficient while costing less. Helping to take crypto mainstream. So today we are going to look at the market. It's been a little over a week since I recorded an episode. Had a lot going on, had some travel going on. But it has been an exciting time as we saw Bitcoin rise from the five thousands all the way and at its peak hit the eighty three to eighty four hundred dollar range. If you're listening at you know if you're listening to this episode further down the road, that's what's going on at the time of recording. This morning we've seen a little bit of retracement back down to seventy seven hundred. If you've been following my podcast for some time, you notice today I, I kind of changed my intro just a bit. Uh, the Crypto Coach blockchain way and that's kind of really where I'm trying to find a niche in this space and there's so many educated people out there. There's also a lot of scammers that we try to warn you about that are that are out there putting out false knowledge, just not really knowing a whole lot, acting like they know a lot about the space, offering these paid programs. So my goal with this podcast has always been education. educational. Am I going to teach you all the basics and, and principles of how to day trade? Absolutely not what this focus is is to teach people that are maybe new to this space or have haven't even jumped in yet but want to learn more about the cryptocurrency and blockchain space or though maybe you've been in a while and you're just looking for more knowledge more information more resources and that's really a lot of what i do educate and point i mean if there's a great resource out there i'm going to point you to it not going to really spend a whole lot of time trying to copy what's already out there looking for something different so what i want to talk about today is very important especially with the way the market's been moving because what's happened since the market started moving is i've had a lot of friends that have reached out that are they're not in crypto i've told them 2016 2017 get into crypto 2018 hey i know it's still going down you need to pay attention to this space and they didn't really listen right and a lot of those people have been reaching out hey how do i buy this how do i buy that uh do i need to set up a coinbase account what should i buy uh or you know, some of those different scenarios. So I want to really talk about the market mentality and the mindset you need to have because the mentality that we have by nature, we need to go against the grain when it comes to investing, or even if you decide to get into trading. I'm not going to get into a whole lot of trading techniques and trading principles, but I will talk about the mindset you need to have, right? So, one, when you're getting into crypto, you've got to be prepared. So, this is what I've told a few friends this week. You got to be prepared for dips, right? If you want the 100, 200, 300% gains in crypto, you've got to be able to weather the 20 to 30 to 40% drops occasionally, uh, sometimes that we see in the cryptocurrency market. Nothing goes straight up, nothing goes straight down. Even within an uptrend or a downtrend, there's ways to make money. You just got to be able to utilize that, right? And the second thing is set a goal. Now this may sound silly, but most people you talk to today don't really have a goal in anything they do in life. They're just chugging away at it and their whole goal is just to be comfortable and survive. Well, if you're learning about crypto, obviously you want something better. You want to set aside something that could potentially be a good investment, or could, you know, you're maybe you're preparing for a, a monetary shift. And you're hedging your bet against the U.S. dollar by getting in the cryptocurrency or whatever your government currency is. Because let's face it, all go- all fiat currencies eventually return to their intrinsic value, which is zero. Right. So looking at this, you really want to make sure you have those that right mindset. Set your goals. Right. What is your goal? When you're getting in, you got to have a goal and a strategy. The goal is where do you see yourself in one to three years from now with what you're doing in crypto? Now, it's easy to say, oh, I want to be a millionaire. But if you say that, you've got to work your way back and develop a strategy to get you there. Many people say, I want to be a millionaire, but they don't put in the strategy or the effort to really up their skills. You got to grow yourself because you will always grow more than you learn. You know, you will always learn more than you earn, and that's in anything in life. So you want to make sure you have that strategy. Now, some people think, oh, the market's hot. That's when I need to jump in. And really, At that point, no matter what, I tell people start easing into the market. You tell me you got a few thousand dollars to put in, I'll tell you to buy a few hundred dollars at a time. Price goes up, buy a little bit, price goes down, buy a little bit more, right? You are dollar cost averaging, you're also opening yourself up. How would you feel? You dumped all your money into the market at the peak while it's hot, and then you had a twenty to thirty percent retracement before it moved up further, and you could have got in twenty to thirty percent lower. So and also the opposite is waiting for the bottom and then greed can really get you. So greed and fear uh, are really what drives the market, what drives what most people do. Now think about when the market's at its peak, right? Before it drops back down. If, if someone's gonna sell at the peak, someone has to buy at the peak. So we still want people to be able to buy when prices are at all time highs down the road, but you don't want to be that person. That's what you want to educate against. So a lot of things, you know, when the market is hot, that's when people are jumping back in. You know, The same people that I was telling in December when Bitcoin was 3,200, hey, you need to get in and buy some, are the same ones now calling me when it's eight grand saying, hey, how do I buy? Right. So, and that's the mentality of most people and you've gotta challenge yourself to change that. Now, once you're in, this is what you gotta look at. Right. When you're feeling really good about your investment, about what you've put in, about the values, and you're looking to, maybe it's either day trade or swing trade. Uh, then you've got to, uh, you know, really look at your emotion. When you're feeling really good and, and, and high about the market, that's when you need to look at either selling or setting a stop to where, hey, if it drops to a certain point, going to sell out. That way I can buy it back lower in a, in a downtrend. And, if, you know, if you open up the market one day and you get nauseous to your stomach, we could, like this morning, right, we saw a drop from 8300 to 7700 right, feeling kind of down about that. Uh, that, that may be a good potential to buy. Now, if it dips even further, I'm going to buy a little more. That's why you never put all of your money in at one time or into crypto because you always want to have more uh, to be able to invest whenever those opportunities present itself. Uh, so that's that's one thing there. But the other thing, what is your strategy? Is your strategy to hold? If it's to hold, then don't really worry about the market going up or down. If you're a long-term holder and you just say, okay, I want to put money in three to five years from now. I want to come back to it, then, one, you want to make sure you educate yourself on the space. That way, if you figure out for you, if that's a wise decision, some people choose that, then you don't need to check the price every day. You don't need to worry about what it's at today, tomorrow, every hour. I've seen people that are long-time holders, and every 20 to 30 minutes, they're hitting refresh on their phone to see where the market's at. and That's just going to drive you crazy. There's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. and You're going to you know really ruin a lot of days just by spending a lot of time focusing on that. But if your strategy is to either day trade or trend trade, now trend trade is basically just saying I'm going to go with the trend. I'm not going to try to get in and out at all times, but I definitely want to be able to take advantage whenever it dips to be able to buy more and whenever it peaks to be able to sell somewhere near the top and then then buy back at a lower price. And also be comfortable with those decisions because I've seen too many people that will sell at a certain point because they're expecting a dip. And then when it keeps going up, they do what's called FOMO buying. Now FOMO is fear of missing out, uh, which is what most people do in the market when it's hot. And so they realize, oh crap, I shouldn't have sold. They jump back into a position, ended up you know losing some some of that profit they could have made. Uh, and then the dip may happen down the road. You've got to be patient with that. It you know trying to catch the, the the very exact top of a of a market or the bottom of a market, it's like trying to catch falling knives, right? Because think about that: if knives are falling, you try to catch it, you're going to get cut. So You want to make sure that you've got the right mindset when it comes to that. And then second, plug into resources, right? This podcast is just a resource that I use and I will either cover educational topics or I will have interviews that are going to, you know, kind of show you what's going on in the space. Because one thing I did when the market was crashing last year was not focus so much on the price action, but focus on educating myself what's happening in the space, right? Think about this. The last time Bitcoin crossed 8000 You may have seen a post online about it. Uh, There was a lot of things that weren't going on that are going on now that made it more solid. Let's say the last time Bitcoin crossed the price of $8,000, it really wasn't worth $8,000. But now there's a lot more development. Are are we anywhere close to mass adoption? No, but we're moving closer. But the last time Bitcoin broke $8,000, backed, right? The company backed, which is owned by ICE. ICE is the company that owns the New York Stock Exchange. They are launching a plan, a futures market with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, right? They've spent millions on that. Last time Bitcoin broke 8,000, Circle wasn't selling it in the, in the cash app, right? Circle has sold uh, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin, uh, getting close to billions, in the cash app. I actually utilize it occasionally just to buy a little Bitcoin here or there when I want to make a quick purchase without dealing with the Coinbase fees, Uh, Sometimes it's a little cheaper on there. Sometimes it's not. Uh, You know, Fidelity, Fidelity, one of the largest investment companies in the world that actually is, you know, storing, creating a storage solution for commercial investors for crypto created a company called Fidelity Digital Assets. So that wasn't going on. Uh, TD Ameritrade wasn't trading it last time Bitcoin broke 8,000. Microsoft wasn't building on it. And now think about that. The, the announcements today. A lot of payment processors are coming with platforms that will allow people to spend their cryptocurrency. Again, giving more liquidity to the market will drive value and demand as more people get involved as you're able to spend it at places like uh, through the Flexa uh, app through called Spend, S-P-E-D-N. It's available on iPhone right now, but you can go to Whole Foods, Baskin Robbins, Barnes & Nobles, and a handful of other stores and spend that bitcoin now the retailer is not exactly accepting bitcoin per se but that platform that pos solution is allowing them to instantly convert it to the cash the biggest issue with, with retailers accepting it right now is they're they're not you know they're not too sure with the volatility they don't want to take payment for something and then the value that go down causing a loss of, of their margin right so it's understandable uh, that will change as the market grows to where those fluctuations won't be as big but that's where the opportunity right now is in the volatility. Now, other than that, if you see any kind of local retailers or local shops or local businesses that accept cryptocurrency, you know, utilize it, send business that way, even if you're not going to pay in crypto, uh, but really promote those companies because they're going to help drive more adoption. More people coming into the market is what drives price. Let's face it, a lot of people, a lot of new people have been jumping into the market when they saw that it was hot again. And that's really what led to the price increase of value. But it's also going to lead to more awareness of the cryptocurrency space. If you own a business and you can afford to offer to accept cryptocurrency. Now, you may have maybe 2 to 5% of your total customer base that actually would want to pay you in cryptocurrency. But that is going to change. That is going to grow. That is going to evolve. And you got to think back when credit cards first come out, right? And people went from paying with cash, which they thought was as good as gold. And I'm, I'm going to take your cash and I'm going to give you this plastic card and you're going to swipe it. And people were leery of it. They didn't think it was going to work. And when, when the initial retailer started accepting credit cards, a lot of people were skeptical, didn't use it. But where are we today, right? And then let's fast forward to phone payments, right? You can pay with your phone. People were like, you know, weren't real sure of it. And now just about every retailer you go in, especially every major retailer, has an option to use Uh, Google Pay, Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, whatever it is to pay with your phone Uh, and even just shopping online. right? I remember shopping online first was coming about and people were like, I'm not really going to store my credit card information or my personal information online. I'd rather just walk into a store and buy it. Where are we today? right? Has Amazon really changed that game and several other retailers that have really adopted the um, online shopping space? So just think about technology right when technology is first introduced people are skeptical of it they're hesitant of it not a lot of people use it but then a shift starts to happen as more and more awareness grows and that's where we're at right now i'm not saying that shift has completely happened uh, it, it, we're just in the early stages where more people know about bitcoin and cryptocurrency but not a lot of people are utilizing it but as things grow that's going to change and you see it happen if anybody wants an example of why we need to look at cryptocurrencies is because it's not controlled by any government entity. I mean, you can have this this goofball Sherman on on Capitol Hill that's talking about uh, banning cryptocurrencies. He can't do anything about it. It's not controlled by the government. It can't be stopped by the government. And he you know, sees it as a threat to the U.S. dollar. But the problem is, when you understand what's going on with the U.S. dollar, you know you realize that you need to get involved in this. If you look at you want to fast forward, look at what's going on in Venezuela, Argentina, uh, Zimbabwe. Uh, Turkey last year, just a handful of examples where they saw their paper government-issued currency, uh, they saw hyperinflation happen, and the buying power of that paper currency went down a whole lot, almost to nothing. In, in Venezuela, you can see pictures of money just laying in the streets, paper money, because it's worthless to them. And Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies have been the savior for them because they, you know, many people there have been investing and buying uh, cryptocurrency. And I read a story about an attorney down there. You think a lawyer, oh, in the U.S., lawyers, you know, make pretty decent money. But think about as a lawyer, if all of their clients couldn't pay, everybody went broke, they would be broke as well, right? So that that attorney was basically talking about how investing in crypto and advising some of his clients to invest in crypto has kept him able to basically maintain and sustain the way of life that he was living. And, And that's really why... You want to really understand what cryptocurrency is blockchain itself the technology there is also going to revolutionize a lot of things but you can't really separate blockchain and cryptocurrency now you can if you're thinking a private uh privately owned and privately controlled blockchain but that's not decentralization if you want decentralization at its best then you need to have a public blockchain um, that's that's basically needs to have some kind of reward system for uh operators to run that that node run a function on the blockchain because uh without that you have centralization you have it's no better than having a central server where you have one server one point of contact and when that server fails the whole system goes down happened not too long ago at wells fargo right wells fargo saw one of their servers go down and and customers couldn't withdraw money from the bank now what happens if that had been running on a blockchain one server would have went down Millions or even at least thousands or hundreds of thousands of other computers would have already been running that program as well, which will kept the system going, right? It's something that can live and thrive regardless of who created it or who runs it, and that's really what you're looking at there. So, um, you know, that, that's really what you want to do. So my, my challenge to you today is figure out your goals, figure out your plans. What do you want to do in this space? What's your goal? What's your strategy? Stick to it. It's okay to change it. But have a plan going in, because most people jump in when the market's hot, and then when the market goes down, they typically sell lower at a loss, and you want to do opposite of that, right? Or if you do want to hold for the long term, stick to that strategy until maybe you can up your skills and switch to trend trading or day trading. So that's it for everybody. I want to thank you for listening in, and we'll catch you on the next episode.